This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The only impossible journey is the one you never begin. Well, Mansfield Town have been on some journey this season... No more so than Saturday where it took the 224 mile trip to Exeter to rediscover ourselves and bounce back into a more positive position for challenge for promotion. With just six games left to play in the mammoth journey for League 2 campaign. The Stags look on the pitch as they silence X2 of the 4-1 win, switch to off the pitch as promotion rivals Berry and the chasing Tranmere both slipped up in their respective game in hand last night to make things very interesting once more. Tonight as we return for our first live podcast in what feels like months, Craig, Nathan and Cam get your views in the live feed plus discuss all the latest from in the Stags camp which includes boss David Flickcroft's inspirational journey of discovery with the players. As always we'll hear from him and hot-hitting duo Tyler Walker and CJ Hamilton who shared their reaction to the vital win at Exeter. Our supporters today, they've deserved that. You know, they've come a long way down here. We've really let them down over the last few games away from home. And I'm just I'm just buzzing that they could witness that today and um, you know, yeah, it's been a it's been a high impact day. For um to a man we 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 played it was one of our best games of the season. Um everyone ran for each other. Um, it was a hot day um, and I just thought it was a great team performance. That's my game all over, obviously running behind, no one, like no defender wants to run people running back towards their own goal and obviously that's what I'm good at. Everyone's outstanding today from, from Logues all the way to through to me and Tyler, everyone's outstanding, the back three was look solid. All of that and much more in the show for the fans, by the fans. Get your comments in now. Thus far we've travelled far and discovered so many things in our quest for League One. With six games still to go, we're far from arriving at our intended destination, but the ending is very much in sight. To coin a popular phrase, this may not be the end. It may not be the beginning, but perhaps this is the beginning of the end. Or at least, it's the beginning of the Mansfield Matters podcast. Let's get it underway. They know what it means to me, and I know what it means to them. I just said to them, a lot of words spoken this week, now it's about action. Good players making good decisions. Every single player had that drive, had the energy, had the urgency. Drive, urgency, wants and desire, all vital elements of Mansfield Town's excellent win away at Exeter City last Saturday. It was a long, long road, but an even longer road back if we'd have lost and been out of the playoff picture. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. My name's Craig Priest. Alongside me tonight, we've got Nathan Edge and Cam Felton and you guys watching at home as well. Sorry that we've not managed to be with you for the last couple of weeks or so. I blame these two idiots uh, who've not been able to sort the lives out and get all in one place at one time. But we are with you tonight for the next hour or so to have your say on your team. So please do, as always, get involved. We've got a lot to talk about. And let's start, Nathan, by talking about last night's result. And for once, not talking about Mansfield Town because on the pitch it wasn't Mansfield that mattered it was Cambridge and it was Oldham absolutely and uh, just like the weekend you'd probably say it's not what we expected um, you, you'd have put a lot of money on both on probably both Barry and uh, and Tramie getting the results yet Barry get absolutely thumped you know to be quite honest by uh, by, by Cambridge at Barry as well and then obviously Oldham doing us a big favour as well by slowing down 
that incredible form that Tramway have been on. So uh, certainly didn't expect it. Uh, I was expecting us to see us uh, down into fifth, um, you know, this morning. But um, no, those two teams did us a massive favour, and it's uh, that hopefully will give us a, good, a big boost going into the weekend. But that said, Cam Felton, we wouldn't have been talking about that if Mansfield hadn't done the business in Exeter on Saturday. Well, I suppose this is the thing at this time of season. It's you always say it's a bad thing when you start looking around at other results and other fixtures, and it's like not in this case it's like we've got to keep winning but we've also got to have some luck on our side as well and it's about time we had some luck going our way we've had some dodgy decisions go against us this season we've had some poor results just lady looks not been on our side but finally the injury list had both the in, yeah, yeah exactly and that's it we're finally getting it our way and let's hope we can just keep it going we have to six games to go it doesn't matter what's gone before now it's all about the next six games but let's go back to that extra game on Saturday Nathan let's just talk about the days leading up to that because the week before again at home Stagland Poor against Crew, it was a difficult game and it's left us with a bit of a sour taste and something needs to change the attitude needs to change and the team mentality needs to change and what David Flickcroft did was galvanise them solidify the group and get them into the classroom and talk openly and honestly about what they're playing for and what they want to achieve this season and that conversation and that openness has perhaps lifted a bit of darkness which was sort of clouding over a little bit well I think we've heard um David Flickcroft used the word galvanised in every interview throughout the season but I think this is probably the, the one occasion where you can really use it and uh, it had full meaning because uh, you know d- making that decision getting the players in there and, and and having that sort of session where you know they have the opportunity to get everything off their minds and, and just really just get rid of those demons <laughs> or whatever was a problem uh, and it's clearly clearly worked wonders but let's just hope it's you know not just a uh, a one hit wonder and it worked for one game let's hope that whatever was said uh, they can take on for you know t- throughout this, you know, the, the next mm-hmm. six massive games that we've got coming up In terms of the way we played on the pitch on Saturday Cam obviously mentality and team talks and everything aside how good were Mansfield because it felt to me watching that like with the exception of the goal which got it back to 1-1 like Mansfield were back to their best it was the, probably the, the best Mansfield have played for arguably the last couple of months or so I'll say we finally saw the finally well we finally got back the Mansfield that we knew we had the the having the ability and the confidence to play the 20-30 yard pass and not be like oh it's that just I just want to get rid of the ball so uh, example Willem Tomlinson uh, just played it through to CJ it's just that directness that sometimes we've lacked this season We've had it in some games, we've not had it in others, and we've, and we've struggled to get the ball anyway. The minute we go direct, and the minute we play with a bit of confidence, we smash four in. So, is it something that they've said this week, or is it? do you think it's maybe a bit of anger that's built up and it's finally relieved itself again? I think one of the biggest things, I think you can probably look at you say there, is... Um, having the confidence to do things well the good thing is that they'll certainly come away with a lot of confidence and probably most importantly three aspects three parts of the team are going to come back with confidence uh, you know two two players in particular CJ and Walker both getting the you know the brace uh, CJ in particular I'm delighted that he's uh, you know hit you know well had a great performance like that I think he was low on confidence so um, he could be a massive player to, to have back in the team if he does have that form like he, we know he has he can have and the defence, you know, although they had the wobble, you know, for that equalising goal, which let's be honest was a bit of a shambles, but apart from that, Exeter didn't didn't trouble us too much. And uh, you know, I think that's a big thing when we've, had, we've got the back three back, sort of. Obviously, Sweeney missed uh, due to his uh, sickness bug, but um, you know, we need to feel that we need to feel like we're solidified back there. We need to feel like we can get that right and go forward with confidence. Do you think maybe that's what? made us look a little bit shaky when we did concede that goal the fact that Ryan Sweeney was I presume he would have been in the match day he'd have been in the, in the start of 11 had he have not oh well, well he was 100%, he, yeah. he was in the well, so yeah. obviously that that'll uh, took its toll a little bit because obviously whatever they worked on in training won't quite have 
panned across him to what they'd done in the game and there had been last minute changes to how they play because obviously Sweens is great and, and so is Turner but obviously they're very different players Sweens is very good with his feet Turner's very much a uh, likes to get in there early with the headers try and, and, and fend off the attack uh, so I think Turner being thrown into it sort of relatively last minute-ish as well you know he didn't necessarily he was a lot better second half wasn't he but the first half he was a bit shaky and whether that was nerves or you know lack of preparation I don't know but you could you could technically you could put it down to that that could have contributed to sort of his first half performance anyway in particular I think the other thing you've got to look at in there as well with, with Turner is he's not really started many games and when he has it's been almost a different formation when he obviously started at, at County he was unfit and that was a, a back three but then when he started away at, at Crawley uh, it was obviously a flat back four and it changed a little bit and I think you have to look at that sometimes and 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 maybe take that into account but for me I think he played alright he probably should have done a little bit better with the goal but 100% a fit Ryan Sweeney is going to be playing o- over him let's just yeah. hope his, his colds and his, his flu is, is out of his system it's not been passed on to travel sickness travel sickness yeah, yeah. So that's it's quite interesting Dave just, else. <laughs> Dave just said they tried to get some food in him and they basically gave him his own room and just said don't go anywhere near him yeah, yeah which is quarantine him didn't they yeah. <laughs> the best way to best way to do it isn't it really it's the best way to, to handle that situation but let's hope you know he's had a good week this week and, and got back in and can do that that's the, the risky run as well isn't it you know when you go on these journeys to places like Exeter and, and places like that which are a long trip people forget that footballers are human sometimes and they do like the rest of us some of them might suffer from travel sickness they might not travel well they might not settle well on, on a coach for three and a bit hours or, or whatever so you've got to take that into account as well haven't you Nath? yeah and it was like we, we said on uh, last week's podcast I mean uh, that was I, one where he didn't I, turn up I definitely uh, d- yeah it was yeah, indeed well not we had to do on my back garden I'm recording uh, the laptop pre-record yeah, yeah. it was great um, well, well, I, don't, I definitely don't want to listen back to it I think if we in, on reflection now it's probably a bit depressing because it was very negative but that's how things can change in, uh, so quickly but um, you know, we were talking about the young lad Jimmy, Jimmy Knowles and obviously he did go down with him and he was selected on the bench And uh, but it's same you know it's not just youth players senior players ev- everyone's a, a different person and like, like you say just settling in overnight places and, or, or even just the journey itself can be a you know, can be a tough thing for, for certain players so um, you know we, but we seem to manage it pretty well going to Exeter I think it's now 7 out of 8 games we've won there lately so um, I think we could play them every week away to be honest well if, if we could play them every week for the rest of the season that would be yeah that'd with be the happy, same result would be nice yeah. uh, with the same result absolutely 100% <laughs> what about CJ Hamilton's performance Cam? because he was literally on fire on Saturday where did that come from <coughs> CJ's frustrated a lot of fans this season because he was inconsistent with his performances. Then he had a few, quite a few games where he was absolutely brilliant. You got all these rumours going off. Million pound player. Is he going to be the first Mansfield Town million pound player? Then he d- disappears. You're going to knock your tea off there if you keep doing that. It, just yeah. saying. It just disappears. <laughs> I am up and this it, is my house. It just disappeared, and it was very much the same sort of time as. Um, a little bit like Tyler and, and and George Grant, they all just disappeared at the same time. Same with Mellis, they all just disappeared. They had their bad spells all at the same time. Who's George Grant? Who is he? Who is he? <laughs> that lad that's injured, isn't it? Because for, for one, I mean, I, I prepare myself for a load of abuse in the comments, and before I get into it properly, <laughs> I think he's a class player and a class asset. But we 100% looked a far better team without him in on Saturday. Do you think it's because he was carrying an injury for the last few weeks that obviously no fans haven't known about? He's tried to play through it. Do you think that maybe Flitcroft should have hold his, held his hands up and said, George, you need to come out, get fit again, and then hopefully you can get the same form as you had when you were here <laughs> uh, when you con- first came in? My theory is more controversial than that. Yes, I love a controversial <laughs> theory. No, no, my, my theory is, uh, as I've uh, stuck by for most of the, most of the time, I've been here, I still think there's something in the contract where he says he has to play. But I think Dave just turned around and said, "Look, you've been useless this last few games. They've fallen out." He's told him that to say that he's got an injury, so he doesn't. You can't. You know, it's not part of the contract. 
he sent him away and that's it we're not well, going to see him for the rest of the season that has happened a number of times with with previous loan players and it's just it was coincidental for me and I, I, again I don't know anything and I don't claim to know anything this is just purely my opinion so you know feel free to have yours in the comments or whatever his views are his own not Co- mine and Nathan's yeah, so. yeah, yeah that's, that's well you might agree but it's no coincidence for me that they have a team meeting about open openness and honesty about want and desire to play for Mansfield Town Football Club and then the next game is nowhere to be seen yeah it doesn't travel even like even with an, like, an injury like that you might take him with you just in case you know late fitness tests not even nowhere near it no not even there no I'm, I'm with you I think there's some I, I think it's not as uh, plain cut as uh, it, it's an ankle injury I think they've said that to us because that's what needs to be said and it sort of uh, doesn't look as bad on uh, Grant because some people will be like oh it could be why he's not played too well no he's just been useless hasn't he <laughs> But I, I don't know what I'm saying myself. I want to be shot down with you. <laughs> no, too fair. We'll go down fighting together, yeah. mate. It's fine. He can be a class player, but I think no matter what, whether you you know you, you love him or not, I, he hasn't been performing the last few games. That's, I think he's a, a black and white as well. I think he's a, a class asset to have in your ranks, and it was great when we signed him. But when we signed him, I did have that little bit of hesitance of is his level going to be where we're at and is that going to carry us as a team and if he's not performing and it fits with how we play are we going to have the balls to, to drop him and you know annoy a player his ability like, is there, yeah. isn't it? his ability certainly is there but it's the it's the attitude and application and, and, and it's exactly what um, the, the Luton supporters were saying and exactly what Notts County fans were saying it, you know towards the end of the, the, the county season when, it, when really it's when George Grant became a name in football he still went missing for 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 50% of the season and that's uh, that's a long time in, in you know in, in a game in a season so <laughs> should, are we surprised uh, it's uh, probably not I suppose with, uh, with the Luton thing it very much was he was injured and then he couldn't get back into the team I mean, which it is was an angle where Luton was if I remember right vital, vital point just raised by uh, by N.W. Barsby in the uh, comments thanks very much for getting in touch um, where is our lone player from Charlton Nicky or Jose mm. same thing not good enough yeah. and, and that frustrates me to, to say that because <laughs> we're paying money to sponsor him <laughs> can we get a refund yeah <laughs> We go on phone to Paul Island in the morning. Can we get our money back, please? He's yeah. been useless. Yeah, can we um, can we back he, somewhere else? He, he didn't, did he not travel as well Saturday? I can't didn't, remember. No, he didn't, well, didn't, didn't well. go. No. So he's, and there's no word of any injury with that either. So no. that is literally just him being out of favour. And you know what? I'm not even going to criticise Flukoff this. I mean, you could say his recruitment was bad, but I think we were desperate at the time. Um, but I, if he were clearly seen, it's not it's not been working. It's not been good enough. And I'm more happy to see Zayn Hakim and uh, Jimmy Olds on the bench because they've been um, doing it in, in reserve matches and in training and youth matches. So uh, I'll tell you they deserve, what, the, deserve the shot. Zayn Hakim was on the pitch for two minutes, if that, but literally nearly covered every single blade of grass. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> He's one, certainly one to keep an eye on. And Jimmy Olds, I've, I've watched the, the goals that he scored this season, the reserves. His movement, his eye for goal is something yeah. which we need and I think now that you've got also we've not even mentioned him yet We how long into this podcast we are what uh, 19 minutes and 7 seconds into this podcast we've not mentioned his name once yet Danny Rose was back on the bench on Saturday 100% I would stick with Hakeem Rose and possibly Jimmy Knowles on the bench over you're a, you're a Jose yeah. is it worrying that we've bought in a player and we're spending money on player yet we put a youth team player on the bench no it's not developing your own well yeah it is developing your own is it worth just saying Nicky it's not working go back to London well and save a bit of money for the rest of the season because he's scored what two goals well you can't save any money because you've already paid for but we wouldn't be paying him for the we don't know what percentage we're we'll playing. We could, yeah. be, we could well, be only paying a small percentage as well. Yeah. So, I mean, literally nothing. Could, because I think Charlton did want to get rid of him anyway. So we yeah. could be playing very, very small. So you know, we obviously don't know. You, we, you know, you're guessing at that. But either way, I'd, I think you were still paying a fair bit of money for him, and you probably just keep him around because you just don't know if, say, Walker gets injured or uh, you know, 
if anything could happen and you probably just need that one experienced player there regardless of you know what happens and if, if it comes to the if it comes to the P, if it comes to the P word and you need somebody to come off the bench and he pops in a, a winner to get us to to Wembley or to get us promoted then all of a sudden you just need numbers don't you yeah. I think that's the most important that's the, yeah, that's the key well, I suppose it comes back to um, Tyler Walker being sent off a few weeks ago if we hadn't got a Jose, who would you play up front? Exactly. We, yeah, we've got nobody. Exactly. Davis, so you... Davis is cropped. Graham's cropped. Rose was cropped. Do you know what? I want just you mentioned Davis there. I'm going to on a little bit of a tangent. I want to say this: social media is a great tool, and when you're out of the side for such a long time, like Craig Davis has been, it's very easy to just detach yourself and go quiet and, and not be bothered about the results because you're not involved with it. But every that. single <laughs> week, Craig Davis tweets, yeah. wishes the boys luck, he interacts with the players, he interacts with the fans still, and that's that's great well, for me. Yeah. Whereas other players, you know, there's nothing. Whether that's because they're socially media active or, or not is irrelevant but the fact he's taken the time to do that and then has been following the game closely whether it be by watching the tweets by listening to it or whatever he's still invested still involved, yeah. and still involved which is which is great that's the characters I want in the squad yeah. exactly and uh, there was a, an Oldham fan on one of the band pages this week asking where he was and you'd, you'd got them saying oh he, he's disappeared again he, he's done his usual trick it's like, I just commented I was like he, he was playing alright it wasn't that bad when he was fit but then he, he got injured in December and oh, he's been had, he's had surgery so he's not played since and but won't play again this season I think I've, I've been critical of him in the, in the past but actually I think in reflection I think he'd have played a massive part in this season if he was fit because some some of our games where we've where we especially you know post uh, January time it, we were crying out for probably a player like him you think yeah. it would have been perfect to, to slot in there and that's what we've needed that sort of player for uh, Crawley away yeah Carlisle away where we, where we needed something and you, you could see that David severely messed up Carlisle away the fact that he brought Danny Rose on after what 20 minutes half an hour yeah so we, we've been short of options because of injuries but I suppose we got, we got we have got our strongest team back, back now though. So apart from Leslie, yeah, well. apart, apart from Leslie, we'll have that argument very very soon indeed. But before we go <laughs> off on a complete tangent, let's round things up uh, from reflecting on Saturday by hearing from the three key men involved in CJ Hamilton, Tyler Walker, and David Flickcroft. Let's first hear from the galvanising, solidifying manager David Flickcroft, who talks about that team meeting last week and how it's rejuvenated and go on say it galvanised okay. I know whichever you want it both would have fit uh, and galvanised the squad once more here's the thoughts of David Flickcroft speaking after the 4-1 win away at Exeter last Saturday here's David Flickcroft they know what it means to me and I know what it means to them uh, we've got a collage up in the dressing room that we'll take to the next six games and uh, that's got all place families on um, who, they, who, re, who they represent um, but I just said to him a lot of words spoken this week now it's about action good players making good decisions um, and we just got about them from the minute one every single player uh, had that drive had the energy had the urgency and um, they just need a reminding of we're the luckiest people alive to play football and play for people and how you can impact people's lives uh, your own families our supporters today they've deserved that you know they've come a long way down here and uh, we've we've really let them down over the, over the last few games away from home and I'm just I'm just buzzing that they could witness that today and um, you know yeah, it's been a it's been a high impact there. You know, I said to the boys on Monday after the disappointment with crew that I'm gonna pick uh, pick the team, pick the squad to travel down here on training and training alone. And uh, you've all got a fair and equal chance of making the starting team. Uh, one of the changes was was affected by uh, Ryan Sweeney going down with a, a bug. Um, he was actually sick on the bus coming down, and um, we tried to get some food into him last night. We couldn't. Tried to get some food into him this morning, so we, we just put him in isolation, got him a room on his own, and just kept him um, in isolation because I didn't want anyone else getting it. Then um, Will Will Thompson come see me this morning. Said he might have something. Um, 
so we was watching that monitoring that you know and, and luckily come through it just great honesty you know um, I've had to pull Bish off there uh, slight hamstring I think uh, you know the, the weather and, and maybe the fatigue element in there so that's that's one we've got to watch but no it was it's not about making big calls it's about making the right calls and you know you, you never lose your gut feeling um, been a player a long time and, and you know and, and in coaching a long time um, and when this group get it wrong we get it wrong but you know fair play to them when they get it right they're, they're a credit to the football club Stags boss David Flickcroft speaking to I Follow Stags earlier this week. They're laughing because I forgot to turn the microphones back on. Uh, you can watch that in Terrible. full. In full! In full. In <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to the Martin Lewis Money Show. I'll come to that in a minute. Uh, on uh, I Follow Stags, Mansfield Talent Net forward slash I Follow, yes. Martin Lewis Money Show. For those of you who watch ITV last night, you will have seen this mug ask a question. Did it break your tally? Yeah. Maybe. But somebody owes me 50 quid, so it's all good. <laughs> Nathan, we, as you know, we love the word solidify on this show and galvanised. Uh, Nathan bet me 50 quid that I couldn't get the word galvanised or galvanise or solidify or solidified into my question. Uh, and I got one, so... Yeah, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, can we move back? Have you got your 50 quid, by the way? Uh, it's uh, sat in a pot at home, don't worry. You'll, right. you'll get it, don't good worry. Stuff. <laughs> I'm not letting you go anywhere if you still got 50 quid. Uh, let's go back to that, in- <laughs> that interview talking uh, you heard from uh, David Flickcroft there. He mentioned the honesty there, honesty from Will Tomlinson coming to see him Saturday morning saying that he might have picked up something but thank goodness he hadn't and thank goodness he could play because probably his best game so far, Cam. Oh, definitely. And you could think a few games ago where he was on on the edge of the team and he was he was looking good when he was coming on and he had a few decent games. Um, I think you could probably discount Notts County for practically every single player goal. Oh, yeah. Because... So an irre- it's an irrelevant, irrelevant just like Knox like County in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, I did as well. Yeah. Um, sorry, it's a good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> Carry on. Um, but you could see that something was something was building. You could see he was he's used to being around the Mansfield squad now. Was obviously coming in as a young player, coming in from a team where he was not really getting game time. Obviously got bags of bags of talent and very very nearly joined Exeter, and then Dave got on the phone and and snapped him up and, uh, and thank goodness he did because it, it really will be a play for the future and he's definitely someone that that could really can grow his game still because he's, he, he's still young. It seemed to really thrive, didn't he, Nathan? Saturday, obviously he's, he's always thrived from having Neil Bishop alongside him, bit um, hence Mini Bish. But with Alex McDonald in there as well, another experienced player who obviously loves the club through and through, that trio was probably the best midfield trio that I've seen all season. When one pushed forward, one dropped back. When one went wide, one came into the middle and covered. They just read the game so well and had such a tight understanding. That's, for me, what helped get get us control of that game at Exeter. Yeah, to be honest, it's a, um, a trio that I didn't expect to see in there. I've, I always thought you'd have a... One of your grants or medicine there, one the ones or, or sort of Otis Khan as well, the ones that you'd probably say are the real creative sort of cogs in in that three. But um, so I didn't actually expect to see them three together, but it did work. And I think the most important thing is that you had three battlers in there. You didn't have, you know those three players are not going to shy away of any uh, any fifty fifty. And that you know at the moment when when things are are going a bit tough, that's what you you need in there. And um, but it wasn't just that. You've also got players that can pass a ball, and as uh, as Cam just pointed out there, you know Tomlinson's uh, ball for the first or second goal through to uh, to CJ was uh, just you know superb, and that's that's exactly what you need. Certainly as well. CJ was on fire on Saturday, scoring two goals, and very unselfishly as well, squaring the ball for for Walker's second, which led obviously the penalty. CJ perhaps could have had the penalty and seal the hat trick, but alas, Walker, the nominated penalty taker, stepped up and duly put it away. But oh, yeah, exactly. Even in his interview afterwards, and he was just like, "No, no." I looked up. Uh, he, I heard him call me. I thought, "I'm going to pass it." Now, unselfish. What a what a what a lad. Oh yeah, exactly. And you think he had a, a shot obviously earlier in the game that was on his right foot, went into the side netting. You thought <clears throat> he's one on one with keeper. He's clean through. It's quite easily on his left foot. Why didn't he shoot? 
and you think is it being a team player or is it just trying to help his mate out and and with how CJ's played this season it's 100% being a team player and you, fair enough he's had some standout games but he, he's never been like oh I'm I'm great I'm this I'm that he's always been down to earth he's always thanked the team he's always thanked the, the support he, he got for like the pass through or whatever well do you know what I, there is an element of that but Nate uh, this is a bit controversial oh, a couple no. of weeks ago Flickcroft was talking about CJ's contract said it was very incentive based you think he topped his money up by going for the assist and claiming the assist? Depends on the incentive. Is. It could be goals, so it could be you know it could be quite the opposite. Could be the opposite. But, uh, now I'm joking, I, obviously. I think it could, could be a new sponge. I think if it was goals, I think he'd have been grabbing that ball off Walker for the hat trick. To be honest, but um, no, I, I you know I'm obviously joking there. But um, I think he's just been a obviously he's had his um, you know he's had his parts of the season where he's not been very well and. You know, and to be fair, it's come to some criticism on social media, as, as everyone does, I think, to be fair. But um, it's, it's at least, you know, he's coming back and he's reminding us what we know of, you know, reminding us what a player he can be. And let's just hope that that performance now gives him the confidence. I, I certainly think he's a confidence player, he's still a young lad. And let's hope that sort of um, gives him the boost now for the rest of the season, like I say, for the next six games, because we're going to need him, like we will everyone else. How much do you think his relationship and with, with Flickcroft and understanding with Flickcroft has, has helped improve his, ga- in ga- his game this year? Well, we've seen it in the summer, didn't we? That, well, well the, the difference from last year and this year, it, you know, although you could still say he's not been you know, 100% consistent this year, because obviously he's had his, his blip over the last couple of months, but... He'd still say he's been head and shoulders a player above what he was last season, and that's because of one the work he put in over the summer, and two the relationship he's been able to build, you know, with the with the management and you know and, and the coaching staff within the the club. Uh, so you know he, he deserves a lot of credit, and I still think um, I'm still happy we kept hold of him, even though we could have got a decent amount of money in January. I still think he's got a you know a bright future so um, let's just hope like I say he's over that that blip now well let's get his thoughts on that team meeting last week and his relationship with Flickcroft and of course his reflections on that 4-1 victory away at Exeter let's hear from the man who speaks and runs at a million miles an hour listen up because if you blink you'll miss it here's CJ it was a great experience for all the boys. I think. I think none of the boys have done that before, and it's like it's different where you get insights to different people and see what's actually behind them rather than what you just see on the pitch. And it was like it brought us all together, and it was a really, really good boost for the for the team this week. That's my family, everyone at home. Obviously, sister travels to most games. Like mom, she she's always listening and that. So like everyone at home, really, I try to do it for them to come down here to to Exeter. They're, they're a good like team at home. They're a good team in the league. They always have been, and to to dominate them like that and all, all like all over the pitch, it was very good for us. And it, yeah, very good. That's my game all over obviously running behind no one like no defender wants to run people running back towards their own goal and obviously that's what I'm good at everyone's outstanding today from from Logues all the way to through to me and Tyler everyone's outstanding the back three was looked solid obviously for a little little bit in the first half we just looked solid and like we had them I see where the keeper was he kind of had like most of it covered and then I see it heard Tyler screaming on my background so I was like let me just pass it across and see if he can tap it in obviously luckily we got the penalty but yeah to obviously to get the victory was the, the most important thing today and we're always focused on our own results so hopefully if we keep doing what we, we're doing like today then everything should take care of itself we needed that like from last week we needed a bigger big result like today and obviously now hopefully we can run six games and, and play like this for the rest of them if you watch that interview on, in full on mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow you will know that I have not sped that up it Mentioned there, CJ Hamilton mentioned there, Tyler Walker. Let's get his reaction to that 4 1 win away at Exeter last Saturday. Here's Tyler Walker. I came here to to help the lads um, score score goals, and um, luckily enough, I've, I've done that. But um, there's six games left, and hopefully, um, with, with the opportunities we're, we're creating, um, we can get some more. I just, just want to get as many as I can um, from now to help the lads and uh, hopefully achieve promotion. I think, obviously, um, CJ played a big part. His uh, pacing behind um, got them running scared, to be fair. Um, and it, it really helped. And obviously, towards uh, the second, uh, the later stages of the second half, um, it opened up because obviously they were scared and they were dropping. And that helped uh, the team, really. Uh, you've got to wait till it hits the back of the net. Like I said, I, I thought it was hitting the post um, all the way, to be fair. So you got to wait till it hits the back of the net. Otherwise, you, you're going to be embarrassed if it does hit the post and doesn't go in. So, um, But now I'm just happy that we've got the, the three points, really. And um, we go home, uh, long trip, trip home and on to the next game. It's, it's one of those things as a striker, you, um, it's 12 yards out you've got to back yourself and um, 
I, I, I enjoy it. I want, I want to score. So um, I like having that responsibility on my shoulders. For um, to a man, we, we we played. It was one of our best games this season. Um, everyone ran for each other. Um, it was a hot day, um, and I just thought it was a great team performance. Tyler Walker speaking to I Follow Stags after that victory away at Exeter and before that CJ Hamilton you want to catch up on all of that and watch those extended highlights mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow is the place to be where no doubt you'll hear uh, fresh news from David Flickcroft tomorrow obviously it is Wednesday today we usually do this podcast on Thursday but tomorrow it's the John Radford Trophy final where four local schools will be competing in Mansfield Town football and the community's uh, trophy this year uh, backed by John Radford we'll see you all bidding, win, winning that one which is why we're not with you on a Thursday uh, time as always for you to get involved with our interactive poll on our live feed uh, tonight this week it's a very simple one there are six games left to go in Skybet League 2 uh, six games of the normal season anyway Mansfield are currently in fourth they're only, what, two points behind Berry in third following the results last night. Put a little bit of gaps between themselves and uh, Tranmere below as well due to their result last night as well. So we're asking, following last night's results, where do you think the Stags will finish with six games to go? Your options are in the automatic places playoffs winning promotion playoffs not promoted or league two next season. I'll start with Nathan. Oh, cheers. I really don't want to answer this. Um, oh, I, I want to say we've got to we, we've got to do it automatics we've got to do it Cam I reckon we'll do, we'll do it through the playoffs I disagree with that one with just how everything's going results going our way we just know we're going to bottle it last <laughs> game of season aren't we I love this <sighs> positivity it is Mansfield Town come on lads pessimist optimist that's all I can say. What are you going to the realist? Sitting on the fencist. <laughs> <laughs> Is that such a thing? Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments if you want to get involved with that and vote on the poll as well. We'll reveal the results of that later on. Uh, but I can tell you that so far, um, it's a sway towards one specific uh, result. Um, and it's basically between being promoted and not being promoted so we'll reveal uh, the answers to that later on <laughs> controversial indeed uh, what Mansfield need with six games to go is their assets their impact players crowd pleasers and one person who was back involved on Saturday Nath was that of Danny Rose a bit unexpected in, in some respects <coughs> massively I mean I, I think he's sort of come back in the mix <coughs> Probably two weeks earlier than expected. I think I think he said, or somebody said in press, that it's likely going to be Northampton away, and obviously that's not not this Saturday coming, but the Saturday after. So um, I didn't expect that uh, at all. Um, obviously, it didn't didn't come on. I, I I don't necessarily see him featuring much in the next couple of weeks. I think he's there to call upon if we are really desperate and need him. Um, but I don't think they're going to rush him in, to be honest. And I think that's got to be got to be the way. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what sort of player does come back I mean it's great for the club obviously even with him being on the bench the fans are seeing his <coughs> name at Exeter on Saturday which is obviously a great thing like you said mm -hmm. in the crowd please gets, gets, gets the fans lifted so even just his presence will hopefully make a difference and the facts you know I know a lot of people talk about the, the lack of goals this season but He's still that type of player who, as Nathan says, can, can lift a crowd, the, the crowd get behind him and start singing as we saw at Exeter, but also can come on, make an impact, can drop deep, can create things, can get on the end of things. And who knows, he, he might come back in, do what he did against Accrington within 30 seconds, put the ball into the back of the net and, you know, regain his, his confidence that way. I'd much rather have him available for the last six games than be in a situation now talking about him missing the last six games oh definitely he very much is a a player you want on the bench and I know you look on paper at the result the games that we've got and you think uh, five of them teams are r practically safe not really going to make the playoffs either so like pl playing for pride or to ruin your season so all for contracts all for contracts um, so it's like 
they're going to be important because we're the ones that are going to need something out of them games. They're not so. They're not going to be like, oh, it, it's not. It's the end of the world if we lose. They, they don't mind. Obviously, they won't want to give a game up or lose, but it's not the end of their season if they don't lose. Whereas we've got to go for every single game with this. We've got the pressure. They haven't. They're just going to set out to ruin our day. Talking of pressure, Nathan, we were talking a little bit off camera before about whether we could or not. And obviously, if we've got that poll at the minute going on. But for me, in bygone years, I would have probably said that if you'd have put Mansfield in a, pre- in a pressurised situation, they'd crumble like a, a polystyrene cup under a giant's foot. But this season, I think they'd probably be able to bear that weight and, and fight back. Pressure seems to make them shine. Uh, it's a difficult. I think there's two different types of pressure, and um, we seem to be not dealing with the pressure of necessarily expectations. So when we're expected to win, so far we haven't dealt with that pressure because went to County away expected to win, we lost. Went Yeovil at home expected to win, we lost. Port Vale away again, another example. There's there's been a few where we've been expected to win and we haven't done it. However. There's different pressures of going in a high-pressure game. So your Exeter away, for example, and Colchester away, they're, they're higher pressures where we're not necessarily expected to win, but the, it's a big game. But, you know, There's a lot lying on it, and we've pulled out a result. So let's just hope that you know we, we go into the next six games with a sort of pressure as in let's make it a big big game. Let's make it you know a, a pressure where you know, you've really got to win because it's an opportunity, which it is going to be. The next six games are massive, not, and not the sort of game where... Oh, you know, you come up against your, your Cambridge, you were near the bottom, or you, so we're expected to win. I don't, I, you, know, you know where I'm coming from? I think it's got to be the sort of pressure where you build the game up to be a big game. And as Cambridge showed on, on Tuesday, you know, just because league standings and form sort of predicts one team's going to win, it means absolutely nothing. The teams are there now, aren't they, to ruin seasons, to, to make a difference, because this time last week, if we're being brutally honest, if you'd have said, in a week's time, we'll be sitting around talking about Mansfield having beaten Exeter and Berry and Tranmere having lost to Cambridge and Oldham, respectively, you'd have said, Craig, you're mad. You are mad. Well, but... yeah, but you would have said that. <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't expect it. And you, football's a funny old game, isn't it? And that's all you can really say this season because it, we were one at favourites to win win promotion but so were Notts County and looks what happened to that it's, some teams have dealt with the pressure uh, Northampton were another team expected to do well this season another one that was tipped for the title and so far there's only us MK Dons and Lincoln that have kept that expectation up of going up automatically Mackle, uh, uh, Northampton and mid-table County are fighting for survival and you could would you say that's down to maybe the players that have bought into what they're trying to achieve maybe whatever Dave said in, in pre-season he's still saying the same stuff now still trying to get the players to buy into it just to keep <coughs> them motivated it's certainly an interesting one and one which that focus which they took into Exeter Nathan on, on Saturday after that team meeting has got to, got to remain that energy that they played with at extra has got to remain as well because you cannot afford to slip now. We've had the pendulum swing back in our favour thanks yeah. to results last night, etc., etc. But again, it could this time next week it could all change once more. It could, and that's uh, that's a scary thing. And I would say that's that's what football can do to you sometimes. And that I didn't expect to be sat here, mm. especially last week. You know, unfortunately, it was. Uh, it was very negative everywhere, you know, amongst the, amongst the supporters in the club, and it, it even made its way onto here. We were trying to be as positive as possible, and I didn't expect to be sat here in this position, you know, a week later. So it shows how quick things can change. Uh, but I just hope we we can take a lot of confidence from it. You know, I think to go there after such a you know on such a long trip and on on <clears throat> what was pretty poor form at the time. Uh, and, and be energetic and, and really take the game to Exeter took a lot of uh, took a lot of, of as Adam Murray would put it going at really and uh, you know to, to do that and come away with the result we have is, is amazing so let's 
let's carry on that with energetic performance on Saturday and let's hope we can you know, bring a lot of that confidence through as well and that'll help help us be energetic and help us play the football that we know we, we have done for large parts of the season. Let's have a little uh, gander at the league table uh, ahead of Saturday's uh, fixture. Obviously, Stags at home to Cambridge. Lincoln still sit top by some distance, uh, of course, on 80 points. MK Dons, who were below us a couple of weeks ago, now in second on 72. They have to play Lincoln, though, on uh, Saturday, so they will either close the gap or Lincoln could do us a favour. Yeah. Uh, Berry in third obviously lost to Cambridge their game in hand uh, last night which keeps them on 71 just two points ahead of ourselves in fourth in the top playoff space Tramir in fifth uh, 67 points again their defeat uh, their 11th loss of the season last night uh, keeps that uh, bit of breathing space between us but uh, again only uh, two points uh, between us Forest Green then a little bit further down in six on 61 points same amount of points as Exeter in seventh just below the playoffs Colchester in 8th on 60 then sort of you've got your teams with a bit of an outside chance there in uh, Carlisle and Swindon and potentially with things going their way potentially Newport but I'd probably say no I'd probably say it's between all the way from us in 4th down to probably Swindon uh, in 10th for a playoff playoff space the games uh, uh really could do us some favours this weekend so Carlisle are at home to Bury which is ninth versus third we know how tough it is to go to Carlisle they were a fantastic team and 100% deserved to beat us that day fair enough Bish got sent Mm. off but they were hands down the better team in the first half before we went down to 10 men Uh, Exeter have got Cheltenham away that's a tough place to go very tough place to go we were lucky to get a draw Cheltenham Um, of course uh, at the minute 16 so not a lot to play for but they'll be They'll be sort of they're good. They're a good side to at home, as as you say, Nathan. They'll be wanting to sort of finish as strongly as they can, maybe iron up a a top ten, maybe top twelve finish. Uh, Colchester have got Oldham, so again eighth versus twelfth. Oldham, bit of a turbulent season this year. Obviously, the Skulls debacle. We've still got them to play, but as they showed on uh, Tuesday night, no, they no. They're no soft side, are they? So no, definitely. Not. Uh, Crawley Forest Green. So Crawley's a tough place to go. Forest Green. Forest Green six. Crawley down at the moment in twenty first. So that's a huge game for both teams because even though Crawley are sort of above it in some by some marker, you know, it only takes a couple of results. They're still not mathematically safe yet. So uh, MK Dons Lincoln, which is obviously first huge. versus second, huge game in, in that race. Obviously, well. it was Cambridge, uh, Newport have Tranmere at home. So again, fifth versus eleventh. So again, Newport pretty much do need to win Saturday to sort of keep their hopes alive a little bit. And Very Newport being a home, horrible place to go. It really is, um, and that's about it. That's relevant to us. Exactly, it's really, really difficult. Notts County got Northampton. So, again, Notts County, though, don't write them off at the minute because they've started to turn a corner. But Keith Curl, obviously, Northampton manager, will be looking to put one over of uh, his former club as <laughs> well. So, so that's uh, certainly hope so. But that's the thing, you, you always say, when you, when you start looking at teams around you and their games, you, you, you should start to worry. But the fact is, we need to focus on ourselves, but we really do need some of them games to go our way I, I, I don't care I think the only team that can't that aren't going to be looking at te- uh, the teams around it is going to be Lincoln because they're just at the top and so many points clear that they don't have to worry about anyone else but I guarantee and they are and the managers are arrogant enough to even if oh, they yeah, were one absolutely. point clear they'd be thinking they've won it so. they're are they the favourites for the so. uh, QPR job or something but you look at you know the same MK Dons fans Berry fans Trammy fans they'll all be looking at results around because it's so tight now up there so you know every club is saying the thing, same thing you've got to worry about your own results first which is obviously that is a first mm-hmm. and foremost but you've got to look at the results because it could make such a difference just like last night so that's thing Tranmere have got what six games left they've got to play Berry, Lincoln MK Dons Forest Green Four of their six is against play teams See, that are in the playoffs or in the automatic. You can look at it two different ways, though. For us, you say, oh, that's a difficult run, and they're, they're sure they're not going to win all those. But then, some ways, Trammy can look and think, well, it's in our own hands, in, in a way. So, it, it, it's 
every game is going to be a big one whether it's playing them at the top or at the bottom there's no such thing as an easy game is there no such thing a couple of comments in uh, from Callum he says this season has really been ups and downs there's been parts where I've thought we're not going to be able to do it and then there's been games where I've come away thinking we could win the league what a roller coaster and talk about things which affect you off the pitch as well great quote from Roger he says the Berry Chaos filters down from the owners uh, to the players I'd be amazed if they're in third spot by the end I'll be amazed obviously a few rumours surrounding Berry this week regarding the ownership of the club and, and things like that and that does have an effect and as you mentioned earlier as well you need key players and their key player in Danny Mayer who made the team this season alongside the Stags four suspended yep so he's got another two games missing uh, and like you're saying with all that un- unrest with what's going on <coughs> behind the scenes um, you know, you'd like to think that at such a critical point of the season that's going to have an effect on the players but on the flip side it could also galvanise the players because we saw it with Northampton a, a few seasons back when they weren't being paid and stuff like that and all of a sudden they they came together well, as a like team for the fans so. bottom like mid-November is somewhat ridiculous and then obviously one time went and won the league yeah like, so it can, they had Xander Diamond who's an absolute legend but. <laughs> so, but like I say so it can it can, um, it can swing either way but let's just hope you know for, for our sake and let's hope um you know, Tuesday is, you know, last night was an example of the way it is going to go, and let's hope that they're going to crumble under the pressure. Well, it seems that those watching and getting involved with the live poll tonight agree uh, as well. We've been asked, we were asking you following last night's result, can the Stags, uh, where do you think the Stags will finish with six games to go? Automatics, playoffs promoted, playoffs not promoted, or League Two next season? No votes for playoffs promoted, no votes for League Two next season. 11% of the vote for playoffs not promoted and a whopping 89% of you believe that the Stags will achieve promotion uh, by the automatic places. Obviously Stags in fourth at the minute. Really do need your support. Cambridge at home on Saturday. Tough game. Obviously Cambridge did play midweek. Bit of an advantage there. Couple of ex-Stags in, in their ranks who will be wanting to uh, put one over on us. Always a difficult game, Nath, isn't it, against Cambridge? We saw earlier this season the, the one-all draw. Tough team to play against, tough team to break down. Yeah, and like, like I said, they'll probably be... I'm, I'm hoping that they put in a lot of effort Tuesday night and uh, you know they're going to be a bit tired after that one. Obviously, we've got the benefit of not playing midweek, but then also we had a long trip, so swings and roundabouts with that. But, um, you know, like I say, when we played them away, we for the first half we were we were great and well deserved the you know the, the one 0 lead but second half they shown us that they you know they they are, they have got quality within their side and you know a lot of their supporters was concerned that they're going to go down i think after last night's result you'd probably say they're just about safe so um you know it depends what sort of cambridge is going to turn up because they have been on the end of some uh, some thrashings this season but then they can go out and put a result against that against Berry. So let's just hope that they come come with the attitude that we've done the hard work, we're tired, um, you know, but they're safe, and let's hope they've got the sunglasses on ready for the for the pre season now. And I think as well, you mentioned about which Cambridge side turns up. It also means what Mansfield side turns up can because you can see from the way we start the game and the way our body language is how it's going to pan out. I turned to my dad after about 30 seconds of the crew game and I hated being that negative so early but I said we'll be lucky to get anything out of this game because we just started so flat. I did the same at Exeter, turned to him after 30 seconds and went, we'll be alright here. Because you can just see, it just depends which which side of the bed Mansfield get out of. And if it's the side which turned up at Exeter, then which turned up for the remaining six games of the season I have no qualms that will finish in the automatics but it's about one game at a time and which side turns up we have to be focused on that 90 minutes and not be looking ahead to here there or everywhere oh yeah definitely and so that's saying it, it's the players are obviously aren't going to know what's going off around them that day because obviously they're on the pitch so the fans are going to know but we we still even if our results aren't going away, we've still got to keep supporting them because obviously the players aren't going to know. We can only affect what's in our hands, what's in front of us. Exactly. We can't go and affect the MK Don's Lincoln result. We can't affect what Barry do, and we can only affect what Mansfield do. Exactly. And if that means we've got to score another goal and we've got to push people forward, then <coughs> you know, so be it. Exactly, <laughs> and I think it's 
if you look at uh, Saturday, obviously we scored and then conceded early, but it was very much we needed that second goal to get us going again, and it it was very much as soon as that third goal went in, you were like, "Wow, this is this is wrapped up" because we were we were cruising at that point and we, we were confident we were playing the ball around with confidence and it, you could see it was a team that it was like nothing had ever happened it was like they'd, had, they'd not lost the week before and you'd say we probably should have you look at paper on paper we should have beat crew but we didn't and it was poor performance but if we go to Exeter a tough place to go who beat us earlier this season you'd have said They'll probably beat us, but they didn't. We won. Topsy turvy game, and especially being a Mansfield fan. Uh, talking of team selection, obviously, uh, Rogers uh, been in touch. Uh, he says Bish and Tomlinson to start the remaining matches for me with Nellis, Macca, or Grant with starting in the spare place. Nathan, what about you? What's your midfield three? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit surprised you said what you said to us before. Uh, was there something about, I hope Grant never wears a Mansfield Town shirt ever again? Is it, I've noticed you've bottled that one, haven't you, really? But, um, I've never said that. Yes, oh, well, I've got no evidence, have I? But, um, anyway, you did. Um, <laughs> to be honest... Should have been oh, 50 quid out. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one, because that, that, that free that we had against Exeter, you sort of, like, would be tempted to stick with them, because... It worked mm. so well, but at the same time, I've always sort of looked at, say, Macca, for example, and I've always said he's, he's one of them players that is just so good away from home, but you would tend to go for one of your creative players. <coughs> so, well, yeah, so he's great away from home, but you probably go for one of your more creative players at home. Um, to be honest, I think I'd go for Bish and Tomlinson. And I would probably stick Otis Khan in there. Oh, I'd love to see Otis Khan and uh, get get some more minutes. Just behind the, the, I think, the front. Yeah. Honestly, I think just the, just because of the confidence we played with and how well we played on Saturday, <coughs> all bar any injuries or illness, I wouldn't change anything. Because it would. What even, what Sweeney, even Sweeney and Turner? <laughs> Turner. You wouldn't I'm, swap those two. Of course you would. And, and, and you'd also... Well, anyone in the right line. Yeah, yeah, and you said you'd... We haven't even had that one, yeah. yeah. Logan out. Shocking. Shocking goalkeeping. No, he's... <laughs> no, Whilst these two it. argue, I'm going to turn the light on because it's getting a little bit dark outside. It's got to start, start to get... I get what you're saying about <laughs> Logan and the, whatever, but... And I think the bottom line is, I don't feel that either Smith or Logan is good enough. Yeah, that's a fair point. I so, just think Smith's better than Logan. I, I don't uh, well, well, I, well I don't know I, I do very different goalkeepers it's the same situation with you know earlier on we had Logan. pessimist optimist and sit on the fences I'm going to sit on the fences again and agree with Nathan slightly and say I don't think either are up to the standard which we need which is for our system which is Legendary. They're all fantastic keepers, but as I've said numerous times, it's all about the system and the style of play. And Logan and Smith don't necessarily fit it, whereas Legendary does. But if we were talking about us playing four four two, I'd say Legendary didn't fit that anyway. But <laughs> the point is, six games to go. You need to go three each, three at home, three away, or walk into the dressing room and just go flip a coin or rock paper, paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Dave's doing. Who knows? Because it has been uh, <coughs> it has been changing quite a lot. And uh, I, I remember seeing a, a couple of fans saying, um, "Surely that's not good for the defence, you know, because they've got <coughs> a different keeper behind them." But that I guess we can only wait and see that because I, I think it's going to happen more. I think it's going to happen for the rest of the season. I don't think we're going to have one one keeper in. To be honest, I I, I just got this hunch it's going to may even be a, a keeper. At, you know, say Smith at home and Logan away. Yeah, but I don't know. Who, as whoever's in, just keep a clean sheet. Back yeah, back him, back him, yeah, back him, hundred percent. That's all we can do. They're the two people we've got in the squad that are, that are fit and able to play. So all we can do is back them. And yeah, it could be, be a lot worse. Could have Jason White. So to be fair, we didn't. Think, to be fair, we didn't think that Danny Rose would be uh, on the bench at extra away. So Bobby, get your gloves. <laughs> Uh, final few comments uh, tonight we're talking about Cambridge on Saturday Callum says yes Cambridge League's position doesn't really represent their recent form in my opinion a few draws against some decent sides dominated but lost in the last minute against Colchester and a shot result against Bury. safe to say we've got to be on the ball pun fully intended uh, and Roger says uh, talking about Grant still time for Grant not to be underestimated uh, 100% like I said earlier on when we were starting the debate a little bit um, great player with some good technique ability and clearly will be a League One player uh, no matter who with, is with next season but for me at the minute 
I wouldn't put him in the side purely because we played so well without him we didn't look lost and when he has played over the last four or five games I don't think you can argue against the fact that his contribution has not been what we needed it to be whether that's illness whether that's injury or whether that's just not being in the right frame of mind whichever your viewpoint is on it we did better without him and if it ain't broke don't bloody fix it Bath with Sweeney for Turner because you can't <laughs> argue against that back three can you so, so just to add to that as well actually if you think about it let's, let's say for example um, we, we, we never secured Grant on loan okay would we be missing him now and when no. you look at the players we've got in there now you probably say you wouldn't I, th- I would say we, there, there probably were some games that we would have missed him when we had uh, you know Macarau and you know, you know, say Carl when he he wasn't quite fit at the start of sort of well February. Well, let's just let's just now, highlight but. it. If we did not sign George Grant on loan, would have kept Timmy Elshnick. Same well, player, yeah. same position, can play deep mid as well. And how many times over the last four or five weeks have we sort of said Elshnick could sit in there? And then you've got your Mellis as your Carnes, as you say, your Tomlinson coming in. And you Mac could even argue back. that Mellis has gone off a bit off form when, when Grant came in probably because Grant's playing the role that Mellis was doing so has that sort of made him a bit more inconsistent so correct like you say Mellis was before Christmas was starting to push a little bit higher and playing behind the front two and was yeah. probably in the form of his life now and then had to drop back deeper again and it was it, it went a little bit unbalanced didn't it and got off it as, as uh as George has said in the comments Mellis uh, has to play looked a bit jaded but can produce a ball of quality and like you say so can Tomlinson so, so can Tomlinson <laughs> it's all about where and I think when you've got Grant and Mellis in the same team it doesn't quite work because Grant's an attacking flair player who doesn't like to track back because that's not his game whereas when you've got as I said earlier McDonald um Tomlinson and, and Bishop they all covered each other and yeah. any one of those three Bishop included could play advanced or defensive mid and that's that's what you want at this stage of the season adaptability the, the point there as well I think for the rest of the season I probably wouldn't mm. put Grant and Mellis on the same starting lineup together yeah there's, there's a, we've, we don't need to we've got plenty of other options there and I feel like a bit like you said earlier with, with the, the three it would be harsh to drop any of them because or, well any of the team really after such a performance on Saturday probably apart from Sweeney because he should be in anyway yeah well that's it's, it's that back three isn't it it's, yeah I don't think anyone could argue with that whatever the team is though make sure you get yourself to the one course day we've had some great attendances over the last three or four home games whether that's been the offers or not doesn't matter at this stage of the season what is critical is that we back the team no matter who's starting no matter our opinions on players or whatever we just back the team as a unit because they came together for us at Exeter they put the miles in they put the shift in and gave us the just rewards can they do it again on Saturday fingers crossed please 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 get a ticket and back your team because the pendulum swings from one side to the other on a day by day basis who knows where it'll be this time next week that's just about it from us this week Easter holidays uh, next week start just a few things to tell you about from football in the community if you've got uh, young ones ages 5 to 15 our um, courses are on as always the Easter extra course is on 8.30 till 4 pure football all day long all the details you need are on football in the community's Facebook page and if you are 15 to 19 and want to be a footballer and want to further your education in sport, at the RH Academy on Monday at 9 till 12, we've got a free, yes, free, doesn't cost you a penny, uh, football footsteps Easter camp day, full of coaching sessions, full of coaching games uh, and things like that. So if you watch Soccer AM and like things like you know the drill and stuff like that, all of that sort of stuff will be there uh, for you to get involved. Bring your mates down. It's completely free, ages 15 to 19 on that one. As I say, all details can be found on Football in the Community's uh, Facebook page. Good luck to the four schools competing in the John Radford Trophy tomorrow night at the RH Academy. That's why we can't be here tomorrow at 6.30ish. But we will be back next Thursday at 6.30ish. Unless these two... You got my 50 quid yet? What? Unless these two can't organise their diaries. Six games to go. We are on the edge of our seats. It's been a long time since Mansfield has had a season like this where literally things can change day in, day out. And do you know what? I wouldn't change it for a while because that is what football is all about. 
a bout. Roger said, has the show gone to a Wednesday until the end of the season? No, we'll be back next Thursday at 6.30. In for uh, to galvanise and solidify your week. That's pretty much it from us here at Mansfield Matters. Get yourself to the One Call Stadium uh, on Saturday. Going back, the boys, six games to go, six cup finals, and six games where literally anything can happen. Let's keep following the journey. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. They know what it means to me, and I know what it means to them. I just said to them, a lot of words spoken this week. Now it's about action. Good players making good decisions. Every single player had that drive, had the energy, had the urgency. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.